0: Without going outside his door, one understands all that takes place under the sky. Without looking out from his window, one sees the tower of heaven. The farther that one goes out from himself, the less he knows. Therefore, the sages got their knowledge without traveling, gave their right names to things without seeing them, and accomplished their ends without any purpose of doing so. He who devotes himself to learning seeks, from day to day, to increase his knowledge. He who devotes himself to the Tao seeks, from day to day, to diminish his doing. He diminishes it, and again diminishes it, till he arrives at doing nothing on purpose. Having arrived at this point of non-action, there is nothing which he does not do. He who gets as his own, all under heaven, does so by giving himself no trouble with that end. If one take trouble with that end, he is not equal to getting as his own all under heaven. The sage has no invariable mind of his own. He makes the mind of the people his mind. To those who are good to me, I am good. And to those who are not good to me, I am also good, and thus all get to be good. To those who are sincere with me, I am sincere, and to those who are not sincere with me, I am also sincere, and thus all get to be sincere. The sage has in the world an appearance of indecision, and keeps his mind in a state of indifference to all. The people all keep their eyes and ears directed to him, and he deals with them all as his children. Men come forth and live they enter again, and die. Of every ten, three are ministers of life to themselves, and three are ministers of death. There are also three in every ten whose aim is to live, but whose movements tend to the land, or place, of death, and for what reason? Because of their excessive endeavours to perpetuate life. But I have heard that he who is skilful in managing the life entrusted to him for a time, travels on the land without having to shun rhinoceros or tiger, and enters a host without having to avoid buff coat or sharp weapon. The rhinoceros finds no place in him into which to thrust its horn, nor the tiger a place in which to fix its claws, nor the weapon a place to admit its point. And for what reason? Because there is in him no place of death, All things are produced by the Tao, and nourished by its outflowing operation. They receive their forms according to the nature of each, and are completed according to the circumstances of their condition. Therefore all things, without exception, honour the Tao, and exalt its outflowing operation. This honouring of the Tao, and exalting of its operation, is not the result of any ordination, but always a spontaneous tribute. Thus it is that the Tao produces all things, nourishes them, brings them to their full growth, nurses them, completes them, matures them, maintains them, and overspreads them. It produces them, and makes no claim to the possession of them. It carries them through their processes, and does not vaunt its ability in doing so. It brings them to maturity, and exercises no control over them. This is called its mysterious operation. The Tao, which originated all under the sky, is to be considered as the mother of them all. When the mother is found, we know what her children should be. When one knows that he is his mother's child, and proceeds to guard the qualities of the mother that belong to him, To the end of his life he will be free from all peril. Let him keep his mouth closed and shut up the portals of his nostrils, and all his life he will be exempt from laborious exertion. Let him keep his mouth open and spend his breath in the promotion of his affairs, and all his life there will be no safety for him.